Hey, and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and this week, I am basically the lamb to the slaughter. All right. Um, I have as a guest uh, tonight, I have uh, our fine voiceover person, Shayla Aspasia. Hi, Shayla. Hi. And that's great, except I also have our other fine voiceover artist in Miss Jen Davis. Hi, Jen. Hello. Hello, Kylie. (laughs) Sounds like you're going to be in for a lot of trouble. (laughs) So right now we've got one scared sissy and two doms. So I feel like I am basically the, the lamb to the slaughter here. Um, and if I can just give a little background, so I've had both of these amazing women doing doing audios for me for some time now, and oh gosh, it must have been like six months now, or at least four, four months, when I discovered that the guest on Shayla's podcast was Jen, and this is kind of the equivalent of if you like, you have... A, a wife and she decides to start going out to lunch with your ex-girlfriend or you're working with a co-worker and this co-worker who knows all your tricks for slacking off gets a promotion and now they're your boss uh there's that kind of like oh my gosh what are they talking about are they talking about me sort of feeling so <laughs> Oh, and you know that we were, Kylie. Oh, I mean, you can listen to it, but there was other parts that were not recorded and that we discussed about you afterwards and before. (laughs) I'm so not surprised. (laughs) So not surprised. Yeah, you Uh, probably don't want to know what we said. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) So I did not get to interview Jen with... um, her book um she did uh spanked in the skirts which i actually wrote specifically for jen um after her last interview it's like she had mentioned you know how you know wanting to do more audios and you know spanking is her specialty and it occurred to me i don't have any that are specifically spanking books so i did spanked in the skirts specifically for her and you know that was uh, our, our audio last week, if you want to hear a clip of it. But I wanted to make sure I had her on to talk about it. So we're talking about that this week, even though the clips were last week. So I've already sold some. It seems to be going over pretty well based on the listens to the, to the show. And you seemed very, very happy with your work on it. I I was. I thought it was one of my best ones. So I was really happy with it. I mean, the combination of all of it, like I loved the story. It was so good on so many different levels. Um, it just hit so many really good points with spanking, feminization, bondage. Um, there was some really good parts to it. Uh, but I also thought I kind of like really nailed it in the narration. And that's always a nice feeling when you feel like you just totally like hit it out of the ballpark. And I listening to it, I always love your audios. Uh, but listening to it, I really, really did think it's probably the best one you've done for me. Um, and you know, we've, we've had two different listeners 
right in to to compliment on it. So that those are you know those that kind of feedback means so much to us because you know for me I feel like you know I'm putting these words out here and is anybody actually hearing them? And so when someone says, "Wow, this is so good," it means a lot. And and we had I had two different emails about how much people like Jen on that Yay. recording. Oh, that's so nice to hear. And I and Sh- Shayla got uh, email right. compliments as well because I yeah I got to see that as well, and that was you know quite complimentary towards her as well. Yes, and so you know obviously. Spanked in, spanked in the skirts went really well, and as I was listening to it, I realized it ends really abruptly. Um, I set up the ending in advance, which is always a key. I like to do that, and you know this this girl that he kind of stood up for for meeting him at the beach. Um, she sees him in the doorway and kind of thinks he might be wearing a bikini, and uh, so. At the end of the particular story, without doing a spoiler or anything, she announces that she's basically taking him on a shopping spree. And it just seems like a really good starting point for Spanked into Skirts 2. Um, so I have that on the schedule to be coming out in a three or four weeks as a book. And as soon as that's ready to go, I hope you'll be up to record another another chapter in that particular story. Oh, absolutely. I cannot wait to continue reading and finding out what happens. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and now I the next book that I have for Shayla, um, I'm actually waiting on, on our proofreader. And let me give a little plug here. Um, my proofreader, my editor on this particular story is Sally Bend. And Sally Bend just released a new book for Candy Apple Press called uh, Settling His Debts, Lawsuits and Lap Dances. And it's about a really obnoxious guy who keeps suing people. And the women that he sues kind of get him in a little bit of a legal bind himself. And he winds up settling with them by agreeing to basically he sued because they wouldn't let him be a stripper. And they actually make him do what he actually said he wanted to do in court. So it's, it's a really fun book and it's out now, but as soon as Shayla gets, I mean, as soon as uh, that story gets edited by Sally, then I hope Shayla will be recording that. And that'll be on our show in a couple of weeks. I like that. You did not, you didn't tell me, I know you told me that you had, you know, a, a new, really naughty story for me, kind of like, you know, because we were talking about grouping some together, and actually, that one sounds kind of good. Well, you know well, my the, thing about lawyers, so it, yeah. it fits. It fits perfect. So, you, the story, yeah, you're, the one that we have for you is going to be so naughty. I'm doing something new. I'm doing um, a bunch of short audios in one book. Um, I'm calling it Femme, um, Forced Femme Quarterly, and the idea is these will also be really good stories to do for audios because I know both of you have told me it can be a little bit difficult doing the 6,000 or 8,000 or in some cases, 12,000 word audios. And uh, it'd be nice to do a couple of these 1500 or even a thousand word stories. Oh yeah. I'm really looking forward to that part. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole idea on force femme quarterly is at least every, uh, you know, every three months, there will be another five or six short little stories that we can do audios on, too. 
So that's another little little thing going on. So today, um, the book that you are doing um, is um, Changed by College. I'm sorry, College Changes a Guy, uh, book six, which is um, all about my freshman year of college. And uh, I think you both know the story. Um, uh, you from doing the audio, uh, and then Jen from um, talking to me about it. I fondly, I fondly refer to to this time of college as the Neckbeard Rebellion. <laughs> very nice, very nice, Kylie. <laughs> Oh, over Christmas break, freshman year, the girls gave me a bunch of things they wanted me to do over Christmas break. And since I was you know, out of sight, out of mind, I didn't do any of them. Um, and I, I kind of got the idea, like I did way often, that the way I could get them to stop this was look them in the eye and give them my man voice. And... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's Why? my response See, to that, Kylie. <laughs> You're so cute when you try and be manly, but it's just not working. It's not what you're meant to be. You're meant to be a woman. You're meant to be feminized by Shayla and I. <laughs> See, I'm really going to be curious to see what, what, Shayla, what Shayla's man voice sounds like in this particular story, because my man voice is very, very solid. It's okay. You've had enough fun, but I'm not doing this anymore. It's over. Case closed. And I'm really hoping she'll have that same amount of force as she delivers those lines. Oh, I'm sure Shayla can pull it off. It's just you, Kylie. How? <laughs> You're just not able to pull it off. I just don't take you seriously when you try and do that, when you try and use your man voice like that. It just, it's so cute, but it's, it just, it's, it's, you know, it's adorable. So, yeah. So my little neckbeard rebellion, um, which, which began as, uh, you know, Letting the body hair grow back and uh, letting the, uh, the the facial hair grow out and uh, buying new boxer shorts with a with a gift card I got for Christmas pretty much ends with uh, my my roommate zipping up my dress because I'm in a hurry to get back to the girls so it it does kind of go down in in, in dignity um, and that's going to be the little clip we're going to play, I think. I think that'll be the part of this particular story. So I'm not giving anything away, really. Uh, you've done six You've done six of these now, uh, Shayla. Are you starting to feel real sympathy for me yet? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I am, um, in the beginning, honestly, in the beginning, I felt real sympathy. But as things progress... Um, I'm kind of losing it. I, I don't know why. And I know that sounds heartless, but it really does. progress. I don't know. I, 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 I'm starting to feel like, like, it's like you said, I'm not, I'm not going to give anything away, of course, but, um, and the part you are going to play is a really, really good part. I, I enjoy the neck part and you standing up to them and, and the manly voice is cute. I cute. 
It, it is. And, you know, it's so funny. I just had I had this flash when you said that, when you talked in your manly voice. And I was sitting there and I was thinking of this lawyer that I dated this last year. Like I said, I've got a weird sexual thing with lawyers. Anyway, he sounded about like you. And I started thinking about what he would look like in a dress. And I thought, hmm. But anyway. Anyway, sorry, that was just what... Well, we know where uh, Shayla's uh, relationship is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's over. Very smart man, but yeah, it didn't work out. But, oh. um, yeah, we're still good friends, so I'm going to have to picture him in a dress now. And you, <laughs> especially after hearing your manly voice, because his manly voice, or your manly voice, sounds like the voice he tries to put on. And I'm starting to think maybe not. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, got off on a tangent. Um, the part, and I did, y'all, I really had to call Kylie up and we were talking, just a personal call, we chit chat. And I had to say, did that really happen? What I read at the end of book six, did that actually happen? And you said, yes, it did. Cause that's the part that threw me. But like I said, I'm not going to give anything away, but y'all definitely want to buy this. The end part is it's, it's good. It's, it's one hell of a good, I have to read what happens next. I can't wait to get to book seven. It's yeah. it, it that one shocked me, and very little shocks me, but that one did. Well, I, I think I, I think that you know as we're kind of dividing up the uh, the stories a little bit, you know, I, I, I kind of the ones that have spanking in them. I, uh, right now, you know, Jen Jen is our spanko queen. If Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's got spanking scenes, it's, it's generally going to Jen. Although you certainly can do other things, and you've done some great other ones in the past as well. And Shayla, you also have done a, a wide variety of stories, but usually the raunchy ones, they go to you. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. But uh, I know yes, I can favorite. definitely see Shayla being very, very good and very dominant at the uh, raunchy ones, the very... <laughs> sensual ones well i know i know party favor was 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 just shocking you (laughs) that's what i was about to say i still haven't gotten over party favor i really haven't um so i'm really looking forward to this story you're about to give me the one that you talked about with the attorney because i've got to see where that goes it 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 sounds interesting and i can't wait to start grouping our stories together but oh my gosh that was party favor was something else it really was and, you know, and we're getting into some of the areas where, where mine get a little a little bizarre or a little a little sexier with the ones involving me. Um, the way that the that freshman year of college ends is, is is well was pretty shocking for me. So I'm sure reading it will be much, even more shocking for you. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some some sexier stories in your future for sure. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to to hearing what you do with them. I, I you know, I, Jen, I don't know because if you if you're just really really good at this, or if you if you had a little more background reading because of all the people you really started off strongly. I mean, your audience have been really really top notch from the beginning, and and Shayla, the first one was a little bit rough. It wasn't bad at all. It was definitely usable, but as we've gone we, as we've gone on, it's like each one is just so much better than the one before it. You well, know. I mean, I, my favorite from you is the um, the good, the bad, and the sissy. Yes. Because, uh, I love that title, by the way. It's 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 basically a gender role reverse western where the guy decides to try to 
pick up a saloon girl, not knowing that her sister is a very, very wanted outlaw. And, you know, it's it's very much a Western with, with you know, the, the women and the men's parts and the men's and the women's parts is kind of how it lines up or stereotypical parts. But, you know, I have to say I love that because <laughs> Westerns are so very, like, male dominant. Yeah. So as a dominant woman, there is something incredibly satisfying about turning the tables on, you know, either a dominant man or a stereotypical, as in in the Westerns, where, you know, that's typically how the men are portrayed. Uh, uh, so I really love that. I mean, before before she feminizes him, she just ties him to, his ho- to her horse and drives him around town with that. So it really <laughs> is stereotypical, you know. And, uh, but with, with, with Shayla's twang, it was just like, oh, why didn't this even occur to me how good she would be with doing a Western? And then... The one after that was was not at all. Was like, I don't know if that was summer reunion or what that was after it, but it was really really good too. And it, yeah, the it was not an accent that made it so good. It was just your delivery was wonderful. You know. Well, thank you. You guys are, are. I shouldn't call you guys, and I know that <laughs> you two are some of my. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing that like every podcast ends with me telling everybody I will see you next uh, Monday, despite the fact that there is no <laughs> visual component of this particular podcast. Um, but um, it's that sort of thing where it's like, I, uh, you know, you, you two have got, have been just, you know, the, the ones who've done so many of the audios and so many of my favorite audios. Um, you know, the one that I really... Um, you're, you're practically a co-writer on Jen. The one with you, from you that I just really love is the Sissy's Mentor. Because mm, yeah, that's that's a story that that's that's actually it seems really really rough and like the girls are just totally tormenting this guy. That's the, the best part. But it's got <laughs> tender side too, and. It you does. did both parts really good. And you also wound up writing a couple more sex scenes, not sex scenes, writing <laughs> scenes in there. Yeah, I definitely, Kylie, I definitely did not write any sex <laughs> scenes. I can guarantee you that. Uh, <laughs> but thinking uh, scenes, that's another yeah. thing. That's what, uh, I, that's what I'm really good at. <laughs> if, if the meek little college freshman wound up having sex with the very experienced and very dominant college senior his brain probably would have exploded right then and and there. And he would have just, you know, been unable to do human speech for pretty much the rest of the book. So I think it's probably a good thing we didn't do sex scenes in that one, at least between those two characters. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Well, the the type of sex that would be, would be you getting pegged. (laughs) I don't think you would have minded. Um, He was, you know, a very, very immature 18-year-old, and she was a very dominant 21-year-old or 22-year-old. I don't know if we ever said which. Yeah, that would have been a really bad combination. But I, love the, I, I, li- I really like the tenderness in the book, and you, and you managed to get both the tough parts and the tenderness really good. And, oh, well, you know, thank you. So there's, there's just been some really great, great stories from, from both of these women. Please uh, check it out. I know... Um, 
I've been trying to come up with how I was going to do a website, and what I came up with was kyliegable.com, which I've had forever, and I just have links there right now. And uh, so if you're ever trying to find my audios, trying to find my books, trying to find Jen's audios, trying to find Shayla's audios, trying to find their websites, or any of the other women who've recorded for us, or some of the guys like, like you know, uh, who, who've been fellow writers or, you know, people, just people who've been in general really supportive and helpful on this podcast, you can find them at KylieGable.com. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, any support is great. I realize right now that we could really use uh, a few more reviews. What always happens on a podcast like mine is um, somebody will listen to it and hate the podcast. Not because of anything on the podcast, but because women dominating men. Oh, my Lord, that's horrible. One star. And because of that, the people who actually like this sort of thing, like me and Jen and Shayla and hopefully you, need to kind of, you know, balance that out. Because I know I'm going to get some one stars just from people who are like, feminization? No, you know. So feedback and, 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 and ratings are always really appreciated. So what what now? Um, I, we've talked a little bit about the podcasting, but one question I had, had for you, Jen, I know last time we talked, COVID had hit you pretty hard. And I think it's hit a lot of us pretty hard in terms of messing with, with your business. How are things going now? Have you gotten a little more used to the online or? Yeah, I'm definitely getting very used to online stuff, you know, doing my phone stuff, doing um, Skype cam sessions, that type of thing. So, um, you know, starting to, I mean, I, I obviously did this stuff on a very limited basis before, and now it's, you know, become full time instead of just very minimal. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, definitely changing things and that's the, you know, the way I'm going with since COVID is going to be around for a while, it sounds like. It does. Um, so yeah. And, and for, for you, Shayla, how are things going, going with all your endeavors? Cause you've got a lot of stuff as well. I do. I really do. And I, you know, I've been too hard on myself probably maybe not i don't know i uh i shouldn't be on my excuse box as you know i had my website or i have my website shaylaspasia.com and my podcast and i have neglected things a little bit of course i've still been doing your great audios and i'm having a wonderful time with that um i've been running 10 miles a day and i've been taking classes in taxation and finance so i've got to get back into creating more. But honestly, I, um, unlike Jen, I have worked from home for seven years and I'm very much an introvert. Um, so my life has not been hurt too badly by this. Um, I know a lot of people have, I've been extremely fortunate, but, uh, things are still peddling along. I just, I need to get my ass back to work and create some more financial domination stuff and well, make some more sissies a little bit more sexy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yes, I love that. Making six, uh, sissy sexy, very nice, very nice. Me too. Some of us sissies are already sexy, sexy. So <laughs> there is always room for improvement, Kylie. 
<laughs> don't sure think Jen and I won't keep working on you. You can always improve. Yes. All right. Yes. Don't, don't, Imagine don't. if you were actually physically in a room with the two of us right now. What would be what we'd be doing to you at this very moment in time? Well, I warn you because if I was in a room with you two right now, you know what would happen. <laughs> yes, we do. I would, that have, I would have to bring out the man voice. <laughs> no, I was thinking more of the lines of the lines that, you know, we'd have you tied to the chair, you'd be in bondage, and then <laughs> who knows what we'd do then. We'd get used to see fight and oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit that the, the man, okay, one little bit, I, I try not to tell, tie up every, well, that's a really weird choice of words. I try not to tie up everything <laughs> with, um, you know, my, my own background and everything, but um, the thing is, the way they laugh at the man voice is pretty much the way the girls laughed at the man voice, too, I have to admit. And, and the worst part of it was I would use the man voice, and I would say, okay, you've had your fun, we're done now, that's it. And they laughed <laughs> at me. And then when they were done with whatever they were going to do, an hour later, I would go back to my dorm room or my apartment, depending, and I'd be, you know, sitting there, and all of a sudden, a light bulb would go off over my head, and it'd be like, okay, you know why they're still doing this? I haven't looked them in the eye, and in my deep voice, said to them, I'm not going to do this anymore. So next time I see them, what I'm going to do I'm going to look them right in the eye because I haven't done that yet. And uh, <laughs> repeat infinite, you know, infinitum. Well, how never, well did that go for you, Kylie? Yeah, it never, ever worked. But I kept thinking, oh, you know what? I didn't really do it that time. I flinched. I shouldn't have flinched. So, <laughs> yeah. I should write a book called The Man Voice. Oh, I like that title. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but anyway, please, please uh, be sure to visit uh, both Shayla and, and Jen's stuff. Um, I'll have links, but I think we're all, are we all just our name.com right now? Yes, I am. MissJenDavis.com. Yeah, that, that gives links to all my different stuff. Right. So, please, you know, please visit them because they really do just, just amazing stuff for me and, I am really still surprised at, at how this has grown from May of 2019 when I started it. and was kind of hoping to have a couple hundred people listen to each podcast. Um, we're, we're hitting the rankings. We're, we're hitting the top 100. We've hit as high as the top 25 in sexuality podcasts in the United States. And that just oh, wow. blows my mind. When you, you see yourself and you're like, 15 places below Dan Savage or something. It's like, wow, we're really getting a lot of people listening. That is fabulous, Kylie. Oh, I'm so proud of you and all that hard work you've been putting into it. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's it's part work from me, but it's it's also hard work for, from you guys. Again, saying guys, which I will probably try to stop, but also hard work <laughs> from all my all my narrators because, I mean, that's, I mean, people love to hear me talk, I'm sure, but... I also know there's a lot of people listening to the podcast going, shut up, get to the audio, shut up and get to the audio. <laughs> they listen. So, 
Um, I, I really, I, you know, I don't know, you know, where this would be with, without having having all of you, and especially you two. I've said before, you you you've been the the two who definitely recorded the most audios and some of the best too. Well, thank you. That is a very nice compliment. Thank you. And and just for a little heads up, um, coming up next week, um, I'm going to have um, some of our newer people. I have another audio coming up from from Lindsay Hawthorne who um, did the Sissy House Rules and did um, Slumber Party Nightmare. I have a short one from her coming up. And I have one from another person who has not been on here before. Uh, Raina Means Queen. She's a flirt on Night Flirt. And she did another really nice short one. So I'm going to put a couple of, instead of having one 20, 25-minute clip, I'm probably going to have three, you know, 20-minute clips on. I mean, three 10-minute clips on. So be about the same same length. But uh, they'll be a little bit shorter. And uh, definitely hope you'll you'll be checking that out next week and i guarantee we will be having more audios from both jen and both shayla very soon and since i survived this particular podcast um i I don't have a problem having them both back on together uh (laughs) i might be tempting fate doing it again but they are both wonderful people who are a joy to talk to it's just there's always a little bit of that danger element there, too. So uh, thank you both for being on the podcast today. And uh, I, I really am looking forward to hearing Shayla's reading of um, College Changes a Guy, book number six of eight. There are eight parts, and this is book number six. And as I said, it's the Neckbeard Rebellion. So... The fact that it's called the Neckbeard Rebellion should tell you <laughs> it doesn't really go very well for me. Um, but you'll have to At listen all. to find <laughs> out why. <laughs> yes, listen to me tell you why. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you both very much. Yes. Thank you for having us on, Kylie. And, you know, I think I really think for next time, though, that, you know, Shayla and I should like tie you up and then Shayla and I should have our conversation around you as you're tied up. You know, we'll gag you at times and occasionally we'll want your your input and we'll take out the gag for that. I think that would be the best podcast ever with you. Totally. It's your own podcast. And you'd be the one that's restrained and gagged during your own podcast. I think that would be fabulous, but that's just my personal opinion. And like I said, we'd let you talk occasionally. We'd take that gag out, you know, so we could get some feedback from you. Oh, you know, that sounds so good, except social <laughs> distancing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're using COVID as an excuse right now. You're trying to get out of this with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with... Uh, Shayla's reading of College Changes a Guy, book number six. Place your arms behind your back and slide them into the legs, said Amanda, holding my pantyhose behind me. You want me to wear pantyhose on my arms? Never you mind. I got some very good ideas over the break. I obeyed, and Amanda fed my arms into the legs of the pantyhose. She slid the waistband over my shoulders being sure to pull the waist completely up over them. I had no idea what she was up to until she had me hug myself and then pull the legs around me, knotting them behind me. My arms were basically held in a pantyhose straitjacket. 
she smirked my helpless state. She then took scissors and cut a big hole in the crotch, which she pulled over my head before bringing the pantyhose partway down over my shoulders. I was stuck, hugging myself. Amanda then pulled down my pants and tied the other pair of pantyhose in a tight slip knot, which she fastened around my balls. I winced as she pulled the loop tight. She then buttoned my jeans back up, but left the fly open and pulled the pantyhose through it. Peeking out of the door to make sure the hallway was clear, Amanda gave a tug on my ball leash and smiled. Come on, puppy bitch. We were just about to leave when she spied the target bag filled with unopened packages of boxer shorts. She giggled to herself and took the bag before leading me out into the hallway. Amanda pulled me down the hall in the direction of her room. To my relief, the halls were empty. I honestly did get back early. I wanted to get out of that hallway as fast as I could. So I was trying to walk quickly. She, on the other hand, sauntered as if she was out for a lovely little walk. The result was that I was tightening the leash that was around my balls. By the time she had opened the door to her room, my balls were aching. She pulled me into the room and immediately tied my leash around the leg of her bed. She warned me to lie on my stomach in case her roommate came back early or somebody else came in who didn't want to see my exposed junk. I couldn't lay flat on my stomach. First, the leash was tied to the leg of the bed without much slack, and secondly, being flat would mean resting on my elbows. So I was more on my side, facing the bed. That suited Amanda well enough, I guess, because she couldn't criticize me for it. The first girl to arrive was Deanna, who hugged her best friend before giving me a friendly, hi Kylie. As if it was the most normal thing in the world that I had pantyhose on my arms and my balls tied to Amanda's bed. Kylie didn't do anything she was supposed to over the break. She's fallen back into the same bad habits that she needs to get trained out of her, said Amanda. I like a good project, said Deanna. I'm sure it won't take long until our girly girl comes back. Never, I groaned. Kylie, I hate to break it to you, but I have a feeling you're in for a world of hurt when the others get back. You're not in a good position to be mouthing off. She actually punched me in the stomach earlier, said Amanda. Oh, you're really going to regret that, warned Deanna. The two of them made small talk for the next hour or so and caught up on what they were doing over break. Finally, Wendy and Karen came back and Amanda again relayed my disobedience. Well, at least it will be fun to get her out of these nasty habits. That neckbeard is gross, said Karen. Let's get her punishment out of the way, and then we all need to have a little chat, said Amanda, fumbling around in her suitcase. I brought some things back from home, and I'm looking forward to trying them out on Kylie. Oh, that sounds exciting, said Deanna. I looked up over my shoulder to see Amanda handing out a ping-pong paddle to each of the girls. Thanks, said Deanna. We'll have to play some time. Hey, there are holes in the paddle, noticed Karen. Yes, I drilled them myself, beamed Amanda. 
Gee, thanks for the crappy paddle, Deanna joked. The coals cut down on the wind resistance, said Wendy. I think it's brilliant. But they're not for ping pong. No, they're for spanking, said Amanda. Speaking of which, we have a sissy that's really been asking for one. No, I shouted. Yes, teased Wendy. Now, sissy, explained Amanda, as she smacked her palm with the paddle. You've earned twenty spankings. After each one, you were to say the number of the spanking. And thank you, Mistress Amanda, for correcting me. Your pretty, pretty princess would like another one. Is that understood? Yes, I snarled. Good, because if you mess up or lose count, we're going to have to start over. Deanna and Wendy got to the floor while Wendy pulled down my jeans and underwear and sat on my legs. Deanna pinned my shoulders to make sure I wouldn't move and mess up Amanda's aim. I could hear the paddle whistling through the air before it struck hard on the soft, fleshy part of my ass cheek. Ow! I cried, totally forgetting to count. See? You forgot to thank your mistress, so now she has to start over, said Wendy. Don't make her do so much work. It's okay, I enjoyed this, replied Amanda as she hit me again. The pain from the spanking was hard, but what was worse was that even with the girls holding me, I flinched enough to pull in the leash with my balls. It was double agony, but somehow I managed to say, One, thank you, Mistress Amanda, for correcting me. Your pretty, pretty princess would like another one. That's a pretty, pretty princess, corrected Wendy. Tears began to fall down my cheeks. It was actually the frustration of screwing up the first two spankings that made me sob, and not the pain of the blows. Deanna could see me crying and rub my shoulders even as she held me down. By the end, the other three girls spanked me ten times each, which added to the original twenty, plus the two for not counting properly, total fifty-two spankings between them. Even when the girl was fairly weak, like Karen, or inclined to take it easy on me like Deanna, the spankings I had already received had made my behind so tender that they still caused agony. When they finally finished, I was a mess. Snot was dripping from my nose, I was covered in sweat, and I had lost any pretense of protecting what masculinity I had remaining. I was bawling my eyes out like a little girl. Sorry, I know that hurt, but you need to learn the price of disobedience, said Amanda. I know, I sniffed. I won't do it again. Good girl, said Amanda. Now go back to your room, shave off that ridiculous body hair, and get rid of whatever that thing is on your neck. You have one hour to be back here, properly dressed and made up. I don't think I can do that in an hour. 59 minutes and 55 seconds, said Wendy. I sprinted back to my room to find that my roommate Brett had arrived. I still absolutely hated him seeing me in a dress. But an hour didn't allow me time for normal niceties. I said hi to him as I dug a lavender bra and panty set 
from my underwear drawer as well as a pair of nude pantyhose. I normally shaved sitting in the tub, but not only did I not have time, my ass was too sore to take sitting on the cold, hard porcelain anyway. I cut myself a few times and I missed a whole bunch of spots. I hadn't done a bad job shaving, even the first time. I was told to do it. I put on my bra, panties, and pantyhose. At least the hose would hide the cuts on my legs a bit. I raced out from the bathroom, too panicked to worry about my roommate seeing me like this, and sat down at the desk, which was also my vanity. I was too late to remember the pain in my ass as my butt cheeks made contact with my chair. Oh, I yelped in pain, which drew unwanted attention from Brett. Well, I guess you've seen Amanda already. Yeah, I'm in a real hurry. It's so weird seeing you do your makeup, dude. Sorry, I really can't talk. Brett watched closely as I smoothed on my foundation, did my eye makeup, and put on a coat of bright red lipstick on my lips. I had become okay at putting on my own makeup, even if it was humiliating for me. The girls insisted that I use the Making Faces book to practice my technique. I tried to do something with my longish hair, but was only partially successful. I ran to my closet and grabbed the first dress I could find. Looking at the clock, it had already been 56 minutes, and I had to hurry if I was going to have a chance to make it. I grabbed a dark red dress that had been a hand-me-down from Karen and slipped it over my shoulders. Unfortunately, I was so nervous, I kept fumbling with the zipper. Brett saw my difficulty and wordlessly walked over to help me. He zipped it up, and I mumbled a humiliated thank you. Using the walls for balance, I slipped on my black pumps and took off down the hall. I had more important things to worry about than anybody seeing me. The only people who did were down the hall, and if they could tell I was a guy, I doubt they would recognize me at that distance. I managed to make it to Amanda's room in exactly 58 and 30 seconds. Good girl, said Amanda. I didn't think you'd make it. That's impressive, said Deanna. I couldn't get all that done in less than an hour. Sit down, said Wendy, motioning to Amanda's bed. What? Why? Just do it, Kylie, admonished Deanna. As I sat there nervously, Deanna went over to the desk, grabbed some scissors, and handed them to me. Next, Amanda picked up the Target shopping bag full of boxer shorts and handed me that as well. Okay, Kylie, start cutting, ordered Amanda. I haven't even worn them, I said. And if you had kept them in the original package, you could return them for makeup or something. But they won't take opened underwear back, so get cutting, said Amanda. Wait, I can wear them when I wear men's clothes, I pleaded. I wouldn't count on that anytime soon, sweetie, said Deanna. Not male underwear, anyway, added Wendy. As they all watched, cackling with glee, I dejectedly cut up all the underwear. When all that was left was a pile of rags, Amanda declared me finished. You're going to have to learn when you disobey us, there will be consequences. 
You were home for four weeks, and you're getting four punishments for your terrible behavior, said Karen. What are the other two, I ask, as I look up at the four of my mistresses, searching for a hint of sympathy and finding none. Since you asked, explained Amanda, while you were getting yourself presentable, we had a conversation. When this all began, we talked about making you look, talk, think, and act like a girl. So far, we've kind of got you looking like one, but that's about it. She's right, said Wendy. In a still picture or seen from a distance, you do pass rather well, but that's not what we set out to do here. That's why we're going to regularly be stepping up your training, said Amanda. We need to take things to a whole other level. No, I shook my head. This has gone far enough. It's going to go a whole lot further, said Wendy, producing a pair of pantyhose. I knew what those were for. Go over to the chair by my desk and tell us if you're going to be a good girl or if we need to tie you down again, said Amanda. I'll behave. That's not what you were asked, she snapped. I'll be a good girl, I replied. See, I knew she'd cooperate, said Deanna. I sat down gingerly, and Karen and Amanda both approached me. Even though I was cooperating, I could feel Amanda pushing down on my shoulders, and I knew I wouldn't like what was next. Karen picked up tweezers, and as they moved up to my face, I could only gasp. If you cooperate, we won't make it too bad, said Karen. If you give us a hard time, your brows will be such a thin arch that nobody will ever mistake you for a boy again. Sure, this was the era of the metrosexual, and guys were shaping their eyebrows. But what Karen was doing to me was a bit more serious. I never had really bushy eyebrows, but actually making them girlish was another thing altogether. It stung as one by one my brows were plucked, stripping away one of the last remaining vestiges of my masculinity. Karen didn't take me all the way to that absolutely girly eyebrow territory, but she definitely left me around a seven, just a little outside the gray area. Guys wouldn't notice at all, and women would be more likely to think I was a bit overly groomed than anything kinky. Just think Natalie Portman, but maybe not as long and slightly more arched. When Karen showed me my reflection, it was odd. It changed my appearance considerably, but in a way that I would never have been able to put my finger on if I hadn't just been through the entire transformation. Wow, that's amazing, said Amanda, obviously delighted. She's going to be begging us to wear her pretty clothes with those eyebrows, said Wendy. So what's punishment number four, I asked. When are your classes tomorrow, asked Amanda. Eight and eleven, I replied. Perfect. Be in your room fully dressed and made up by one thirty tomorrow. You'll find out then, said Amanda. For now, you're free to go. I walked back to my room. One of the guys down the hall was returning with his parents who I guess had driven him down. They didn't even say anything to me as I walked past, except for the dad who gave me a very flirtatious, excuse us, ma'am. I hope you had a good Christmas. When I got back to the room, Brett looked up from his bed and watched me enter. 
He had seen so much, but it still made me so uncomfortable. Wow, what did they do to you? He asked. What do you mean? I can't tell, but I know it was something big. You look more like a girl, and I can tell from how you're moving that you've just been through something rough, so spill. The next day I got back from my class and found my roommate in the room. He said he was thinking about going to get lunch and then going to spend a couple of hours at the library. So naturally, I encouraged him. As soon as he was gone, I changed clothes. I decided there was a good chance that they were planning to take me in public. So I decided to try and pick an outfit that would be acceptable to them, but not make me feel like I was walking around like a slut. I had acquired a lot of clothes from the girls and their friends, and we had made some more trips to the mall since this whole thing began. When it came to shopping, we tried to stick with stores like Macy's, Nordstrom's, and Carson's, where my dad wouldn't be suspicious if there was a big bill. A lot of these clothes donated to me by their friends or by the girls themselves weren't that practical. A lot of closet space was taken up for prom and bridesmaids dresses. And I had a lot of Halloween costumes that amused Amanda and her friends greatly, but which weren't exactly practical. Finally, a lot of donations were clothes girls brought in high school, but which their parents wouldn't let them out of the house wearing. These clothes were like new, but they were too skanky for me to even feel comfortable wearing. I chose a black and red plaid skirt and a red sweater along with a pair of black tights and short little black high-heeled boots. They came to just above my ankles and only had about a two-inch heel. But the girls allowed me to wear them despite the low heel because they thought they were cute. At just 1.30, there was a knock at the door. It was moments like these that I cursed not having a peephole. I assumed it was the girls, but I would be very humiliated if I was wrong and I opened the door for one of Brett's friends dressed like this. I chanced it, and sure enough, it was Amanda and company. What were you doing? asked Wendy. Why did it take you so long to open the door? I didn't know if it was you, and I didn't want anyone else to see me like this. Just make sure you keep those heels on, no kicking them off, ordered Wendy. I could see that Karen was carrying a notebook, but the girls all sat down around the room. It was Amanda addressing me. You brought your car back to school with you. Yes, I said. Shocked she knew this piece of information? Well, it's going to come in handy. We need you to call your father and tell him that you don't know what your sister did to the car. But it wasn't handling right when you drove it to school and you need $400 for repairs. Got it? She said. But it runs fine, I said. And yet you're going to tell him you need $400 for repairs. Got it? asked Wendy. I've got it, I said. It was incredibly awkward talking to my dad as I sat there in full makeup, dressed like a little bitch. I always hated that. Obviously, he couldn't see me, and he never said anything or acted differently in any way. But it still always felt to me like somehow he knew I was all dolled up. However, the call couldn't have gone better. He was more than happy to blame Debbie for being a woman driver and agreed to send me the money. Good. There are advantages to being Daddy's little angel, laughed Amanda. When the $400 gets here, you're going to cash the check and give the money to Deanna. This is a robbery, I asked. 
Of course not, said Deanna, giving me a hurt look. I'm using my credit card for you so your dad doesn't see the breast form store on your credit card statement. That could be embarrassing. Breast forms, I asked. It's all part of passing. You're going to have an exquisite pair of 36 C's, said Amanda. But that's bigger than any of you. Yeah, we're pretty sure you can carry it off, princess, said Wendy. And guys? Oh, they love big boobs, teased Amanda. These are incredibly realistic, assured Deanna. You're going to look so good. So that's the fourth punishment, I ask? Getting the breast forms isn't a punishment, said Karen. However, buying them yourself is. Great, I sighed. That's not all, though, said Amanda. Karen, why don't you explain everything? Gladly, said Karen, opening her notebook and standing up to address me. First, we're going to get you where you need to be. We need you to practice. I do practice. Don't interrupt, said Karen. You need to practice every day. It's up to you when you do. But makeup and heels need to be practiced daily. We will test on the weekend. And if we see progress, we will be very happy. If we don't, we will be most unhappy. I wouldn't want that now. You know you wouldn't, replied Amanda. I will be in charge of your education, said Karen. I will be in charge of books and magazines for you to read so that you can open up the male mind of yours. We all have a part to play. So what's Deanna's part? Deanna, why don't you tell him? We've noticed you working out, said Deanna, even though you thought you were sneaking one past us. You knew? Yeah, we knew, replied Deanna. However, it was clearly ineffectual. I don't know if you thought you were going to get so strong that we'd leave you alone, but that's clearly not going to happen. They were right. I had been trying to work out and get in better shape. But my rematch with Amanda showed just how little progress I had made. If you say so, I replied. You're in luck, though, said Deanna. I'm a physical education major, and I know how to construct a workout plan. You're not going to be working on that prison build, but you will get leaner and more agile and hopefully develop a nice little ass, too. Her hair was long enough that we can probably do something with it, claimed Wendy. No way, I protested. Relax, said Amanda. You can always put it in a ponytail and nobody will think anything of it. Can we do something about her voice, asked Deanna. Oh, absolutely, said Amanda. Over breaked, I looked into websites. Good, because I was thinking, replied Deanna, a bunch of us are taking freshman humanities this semester. Because the classes are so small, we'd never be able to have Kylie go to class in feminine mode. However, the humanities class have lectures two days a week where there are like 225 students from six classes. She could blend into the class like that. Oh, come on, I said, but the rest of the girls went silent and looked at Deanna with appreciation. So something really cool happened on this particular podcast after the interview. Um, Shayla, Jen, and myself talked for about the next three hours, and, um, Shayla, who I knew had found a puppy, kind of related to me a story. They had found the, the, the puppy in a dumpster, and as you can imagine, in Texas, a very, very hot place to be, and they'd been there long enough that he had, uh, gone to the bathroom, 
for lack of a, another term, in the um, dumpster several times. So they knew he was there a while. Uh, he was in the dumpster behind her, her neighbor's house. And so they took it in, but, but Shayla already has several big dogs, and there just wasn't room. And so she mentioned that, you know, it was a shame we were so far away, because she knew that I would have been kind of thinking about maybe getting a dog. And I agreed, but then I thought, you know what? We're going to get it transported. So by the end of September, this dog, who's been named Chance, because it's a second chance, it's a... Dachshund bred, possibly mixed with a um, Jack Russell Terrier. Just the sweetest, cutest dog I've ever seen. Um, he will be transported from Texas to my house in Chicago. And I am like, it's like what I imagine having a child is like, I am beyond thrilled. And so uh, his name is Chance. And. Uh, I got Chance as my uh, new dog, and I, I guess he's all a result of, of this particular episode of the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm, I, I'm speechless right now. So anyway, um, we'll be back next week, and it's going to be a couple of different voiceover people who you haven't heard before. One of them, Lindsay Hawthorne, who you have. And um, we're trying to bring some new blood to this podcast, and I had some nice um like 12 minute stories so it'll be you know several short stories instead of one long one but i I think you'll like it so be back next week and uh yeah I i got a new puppy out of the deal all right have a great week everybody